0: Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast. If you can hear my smile through the audio, if you're not watching on the YouTube, it's because I have an announcement coming out on Sunday night, which I am so excited about. It feels like my birthday. So before we get into the episode, if you have been wanting to work with me inside my coaching program, the Glam Body Program actually hold off until you see the announcement on Sunday night, because it is the most coolest thing ever. I want to be involved. I want to be my own client. It is just the most exciting thing ever. So if you really want to work with me, check out my Instagram on Sunday night, the 3rd of April for a very, very exciting announcement. It is just going to be effing fire. Today's topic is that of body image, and I do want to put a disclaimer out. First of all, if you're struggling with anything in a serious capacity that is really impacting you, I highly, highly recommend seeking qualified professional assistance. This podcast isn't meant to be that. It is my opinion, my experience, and Reflections on the experience of my clients having viewed them as their coach. But again, I just want to reiterate: none of this is like medical advice on issues such as body image or body dysmorphia or any eating disorders. Please seek the help that you need. Now we have the disclaimer out of the way. This is going to be a quick-fire episode. I'm not going to spend great lengths of time talking about this topic, but. there is a couple of points that I want to make. And the reason why I'm doing this as a quick fire episode is they're so potent. I do not want them to be lost in my general ramblings. I really want you to take them in. Very, very briefly, my history when it comes to body dysmorphia, I've never been diagnosed with an eating disorder, but absolutely have met the criteria for disordered eating type behaviors. And I had significantly poor body image Uh, accumulatively getting worse up until the year of 2017, which is the year so much changed for me so i won't go through my history i will be or i you'll have you'll be able to see an an instagram post that i put up either probably thursday night that actually goes through the timeline of the f- sort of fever pitch of my body image issues getting worse and worse so and i don't want to spend time on that here because i want to get into the juicy takeaways and then i've got a couple of questions that i wanted to speak on to that came in from listeners so The biggest thing that I wanted to talk about, and I will use part of my story to help illustrate it, is, and I'll start with my story. I hit rock bottom in terms of my body image in 2016, and within six months, maybe a little bit longer in 2017, I was literally able to completely let go of all of those things all of the body image issues that had plagued me for the prior 15 years. Okay. (laughs) Now, the reason why I'm saying that, and I hope that that doesn't disempower you hearing that, I hope that hearing that, if you're struggling with body image issues, hearing someone else who had struggled for, you know, 15 plus years with her body image Someone else was able to let it go completely and has now been in a place, you know, since 2017 where those issues do not plague me anymore. I have found freedom. It's why I called the podcast Fit and Free with AIM. I found freedom. I want you to know if I can do it, it is possible for you too. And that's how I live my life, to be honest with you. If I can see evidence of another human having done something, I know it's possible for me too. I know that it's possible for me to pretty much rewire my neural pathways. We know we can through the science on neuroplasticity. It's not a made-up fairy Concept, <laughs> woo woo concept. It is a real thing based in science. We can cha- We can literally change our scripts that are running through our head. If I can do that, you can do that too. So, just to talk to you through my story in 2016, I hit rock bottom, and for me, this was the catalyst for change. And I hope this doesn't have have to happen to you, but it happened to me. I hit rock bottom, and in that moment is where I think the ball started rolling. And I didn't ditch all my body image issues in a moment. It took months. It took time. But there are a couple of key decisions that I made and decisions are critical to shifting your narratives. And that's the overarching theme of this podcast. We need to shift your narrative. Okay. Whether that's done through reading books or seeking out professional help. Okay. So, The first decision that I made was that I can't keep doing what I've been doing. I cannot keep hating myself into a physique that I think is going to make me happy because it's not. It didn't. You know, I achieved the body weight that I wanted to achieve and my whole world fell apart. It wasn't amazing because I hadn't done the internal work required. And I'm not bashing on diets. I think being in a deficit is totally fine. I've done plenty since. Hell, I'm going into a bikini cop soon. It's not about the deficit or fat loss. It's about our internal narratives, okay? So number one, I hit rock bottom and I decided enough was enough, okay? From there, I had my coach who I have now. This is the first time I engaged with him and he told me we're not dieting. That's completely it's out the window. Now, it wasn't the fact that I was just eating more that that was the big shift here. The big narrative shift is actually, I stopped looking at my life as a means to burn calories. I let that go, because it wasn't part of the plan anymore. But it had been part of my plan. (laughs) Every day prior to that, I was waking up. Trying to, how can I eat less today? How can I burn more energy today? Enlisting someone, well, hitting rock bottom, choosing to change and enlisting someone to help who held me accountable to a new narrative, which was fucking let's eat, (laughs) let's eat. Shifted, started to shift my narrative. Like I said, it wasn't a overnight thing. This was a gradual change. All right. From there, and this is probably the biggest part of this podcast, so maybe write it down. From there, what did I do? I lent into the new narrative. I stopped trying to resist getting bigger. I stopped trying to resist being heavier. I embraced that shit. The heaviest I had ever been. I chose... With the help of my coach, I chose to start eating more. We even put me into a slight surplus of food. And I said, fuck it. Let me see how much muscle I can build. Let me see how much I can grow. So can you hear the total narrative shift? I went from desperately clinging onto, I have to be smaller. I have to burn calories. I have to weigh less to be worthy. I let that shit go and I completely lent into the opposite narrative. You might be thinking this is extreme. This is my story. And I said, fuck that shit. How much muscle can I grow? What can I eat? How much can I eat? I stopped caring about weighing less. I stopped caring about being smaller. My metric of success turned to can I eat all of my food every day? How much muscle can I grow? How heavy can I lift? Okay, now this took place over months. The eight-week glute specialization block was amazing. It, it changed my glutes for the rest of my life. It was the best thing I ever did. But it gave me it gave me a new narrative. It gave me something new to focus on. So I wasn't constantly reinforcing the neural pathways of, I have to be smaller to be worthy. My sole focus today is to burn as many calories as I can or eat as less less as I can. It totally flipped my script. And I have to tell you, I lent in willingly. I willingly lent in to saying, fuck it, I'm going to get bigger. I didn't actually get bigger, to be honest with you. I remember being so panicked at the end of 2016, just seeing my, the scale weight go up and up and up, heavier than I'd ever been before. And I remember standing on the scale thinking, holy smokes, when is this going to stop? Like, is this just going to keep going up and up into the hundreds? And like, what's going to happen? You know, I, I just, I was like, I don't even know what to do anymore. And the more I was resisting that happening, the more I was overeating, the more I was feeling horrible about myself, the more I was feeling out of control. And again, I'm not saying this was an easy change. I hit rock bottom. I felt like I had nothing, no other option, but to make a change, which was just totally letting this go. And I ate heaps. I trained hard for a period of six months and it was at my heaviest that I finally made peace with my body. I said to myself, even if I never weigh less, even if I am never smaller, I am worthy and good enough right now. So I want to say your power comes in leaning into the thing that you are most afraid of. I want to ask you, what decisions have you made that you can't treat yourself well until you get to a lower scale weight or until you get to a lower body weight? You might have heard of be, do, have before. We can't have the thing we want unless we be it first. From being it, then we do the action steps, then we have the thing. So if it's peace that you want, we need to embody it now. We can't say to ourselves, I will give you peace when I weigh X. I will give you peace when you look like her. You need to give yourself peace now. Okay? So what I want to leave you with, and I'll get into some questions soon, but what I want to leave you with is I want to ask you, What other possibilities are available to you? What can you do to shift out of your current narrative? What narrative feels better? And it doesn't have to be perfection. It doesn't have to be, well, I look exactly how I look and I love every single inch of myself exactly how it is and I'm never going to die and blah, 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 blah. It doesn't have to be that. It just has to be one level up from the bullshit you're telling yourself now And then from there, you're going to say, what physical action steps can I do to lean into that now to show myself that I mean business and that I'm not playing around? What physical action steps can I do to lean into my new narrative? How can I start building evidence and showing myself that I do believe in my new narrative? So for me, it was actually eating more every single day, no matter what. It was actually changing the stories when I was standing on the scale and going, you know what, the current story is I am not good enough and I'm choosing to change this story. It's just a number and I will not let this number define me. I specifically remember that story in my head. I am not going to let a number define me. I am not the kind of woman who lets a number define me. And I had to choose that every single day, okay? And these physical action stamps I just want to give you a hint. It's not doing what you're already doing that has perpetuated this cycle of self-hate in your mind. (laughs) You're going to have to do something different. Lean in. Lean into the new narrative. Let go of the old, okay? So... (laughs) I hope that that has really hit home. Like I said, I'm keeping this episode short because it's potent, and that is the main takeaway that I wanted to give you. So, I did have some questions. One was talking about food choices and how that might be impacted by body dysmorphia. And again, this is definitely an area I would say to seek pro- professional support in. But, absolutely, especially in my experience, If you have food rules that are about, well, I can't eat this because it will, it could lead to fat gain or I can't eat this because of X, Y, Z, even if it's like a, a super health related concept that maybe, you know, on some logical level isn't true then it's probably a sign that there is some internal work to be done here. More often than not, it's actually not about the food. There's probably some underlying narrative. Like I said to you, mine was, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy unless I weigh X. Is there something like that that you can see actually that has been running through other areas of your life as well? And this is just one more area where it's manifesting, so that is what I would say about food choices. You know, you've been able to let this go when you're, you hardly spend any time thinking about food. You know, I have physique goals. I have huge, very ambitious physique goals. So I do need to write shopping lists. I, look, I should track my macros more than I do, <laughs> but I am mindful to an extent, you know, definitely with my protein intake about food, but my food choices, they're, They're logical. There is no emotional charge in my food choices whatsoever. There is zero emotional charge in my food choices. It's very, very logical, very, very rational. Do I get pleasure from eating certain foods? Hell yeah. Like some things taste good. That's not what I'm talking about. You know that the emotional charge when you, like I have memories of being at a restaurant and having like cake, telling myself it's the only time I can have this cake, eating it, feeling incredibly guilty. That's the kind of emotional charge that I'm talking about. So if you can see that, it's definitely an area we need to, or you need to look at. And like I said, professional supports, if if, if that's possible to you, it's a way to go. Um, if that's not possible for you, then highly recommend, you know, borrowing some books from the library on these topics. And then the the next question was dealing with bad body image days. So especially coming out of the masterclass that Sammy presented to my clients on Monday night. I've just sort of like rock and rolled into this topic, and I can't actually remember if I mentioned that at the start of the podcast, but I had a guest speaker speak to my women inside the Glam Body Project on Monday night. And she was, she actually specifically spoke about how do we deal with these bad body image days. And the best advice that I can give is to make a list of all the things that you love about yourself. And when you're having those bad body image days, look at that list or write that list out and you remember reiterate to yourself that you are many more things than what you look like and the advice is if we struggle with that reach out to some close friends or family members and ask them like hey if you had to say you know three three things that you really loved about me what would they be and then you can return the favor to them so it's a very nice thing to do but pretty much no one is actually going to say to you, it's because you're so beautiful. It's because you're this, it's because you're that. Most of your friends and family are going to say, you are the funniest person that I've ever met. Your intelligence, your wisdom, your self-motivation, your Uh, awareness, your curiosity, your knowledge on a certain topic, your ability to be a kind and caring friend, your empathy. Like there's going to be so many things that your friends and family notice about you. And it's amazing if you can start practicing just leaning into again, what does it feel like to give yourself a compliment? What does it feel like to actually notice something about yourself that you really like? What does that feel like instead of resisting it, instead of always leaning to, well, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. What's the opposite? What do you like? So in terms of dealing with bad body image days, getting some evidence in support of other things that you love about yourself. I remember specifically when I was going through that period of six months because I was changing again, I was changing those narratives. I was done with my emotions being swayed by what I thought I looked like that day. I specifically remember saying to myself, how amazing is the human body? How amazing is my human body that can lift these heavy things that can adapt to a stimulus and grow like My body is capable of leg pressing X weight. My body is capable of deadlifting X weight. My body is capable of maintaining life while I'm asleep. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Our bodies are phenomenal. Like there's, I'm absolutely blown away by the power of the human body, what our body does, how it regenerates, how it replenishes, I mean how we can even do this work. We can change the neural pathways in our brain. We can we can change our stories. Like that's cool, right? When you start to see your yourself as far more than just a I don't know, like a meat suit that needs to live up to the standards of other people and you start saying, "Shit. Like the fact that I have blood running through my veins, like that's fucking cool as" And you really start to see like, what can my body do? It can take me from A to B. It can, I can dance, you know, it can let me dance. It can let me experience what, you know, the beach air feels like on my face. These are absolutely awe-inspiring feelings. So just added to that, you know, my advice is to come back inside your body and ask yourself, what feels good to me? Is it the sun? on my skin? Is it the wind in my face? Is it just sitting and listening to the birds? Like what is it that feels really good to me coming back into that present moment? And then of course, continuing to practice every single day, the specific thoughts that you want to think. It's okay. We can't control them all. You're going to have thoughts that come in that aren't in line with your new narrative. And every time they come in, Say to yourself, I get to choose again, and this is the thought I'm going to think. That wraps up this episode on body image. I hope you absolutely loved it. I hope you had a lot of value. I would super, super appreciate if any of this resonated with you. If you think it could help any other woman, man, whoever, that you could please share it on your stories, send the link to your friends or family if you think it can change someone else's narrative because this is critical work this is critical work when I think of the, the chain the, the life that I've got back and the life that the lives that my clients have got back this is critical work so I would absolutely appreciate if you could share it if you had a had an epiphany moment yourself if you could share on your stories and tag myself Amy Louise coaching and the fit and free podcast Instagrams. I would really, really appreciate that as well. Finally, thank you so much. Make sure you stay tuned for the announcement on Sunday night if you do want to work with me inside the Glam Body Program. I love you all so much. I thank you all so much for your support and I'll see you in the next podcast.